the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. By New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Break every chain. Compulsive behaviors and addictions have long been a pandemic in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. God wants everyone to walk out of the darkness and into His marvelous light. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Out of the darkness and into His marvelous light. What a wonderful thing, and how good our God is, how wonderful He is, how gracious He is. Let's go into prayer. Father, we just thank You today with such gratitude in our hearts for pulling us out of the darkness and into Your marvelous light. You are such a good, a good, loving God that is so forgiving, and we thank You for Your grace. We thank You for Your forgiveness, and most of all, we thank you for your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is Pastor John Allworth with Recovery Radio Houston, and I'm excited to be with you today. We've had some issues, and because of that, um, long story, but I'm having to call in today to do the radio program, and I hope uh, everyone can hear me out there. I hope everyone is being safe as you drive home in these crazy Houston streets, but we're going to have a good time on the radio today, and we're going to talk about recovery. And, you know, uh, you might say, well, I'm not in recovery. I'm not an addict. I've never been addicted to drugs and alcohol. Uh, But you know what? We're all recovering from something. Jesus said we would always go through trials and tribulations in this life. And uh, that is certainly true. And so it may not be alcohol. It may not be drugs. It may be anger. It may be divorce. It may be depression. It may be anxiety. It may be uh, problems at work. We all go through difficulties. And, you know, the Bible, I read this on the Christian Broadcast, the the website of the Christian Broadcast Network one time, it said, the Bible is a book about recovery. And I said, amen, that is so true. The Bible is a book about recovery. And when we talk about recovery and we talk about the things that we do in recovery, for example, the 12 steps, which we're going to talk about today, and I know sometimes people of faith, their eyes glaze over, but the 12 steps are magical, not because they're named 12, they're not uh, because they're steps. They are wonderful, and they can bless you in your life because they are biblical principles. They are straight out of the Bible. And when we work through the 12 steps, when we do it properly with Christ Center, then we are engaging in, in, a, in our Christian walk. And so uh, that's one reason that I, I love to have this program. I love to talk about uh, the biblical principles that are involved um, and compare them to the Christian walk. And as, if you continue to tune in and listen to this program, I think you will understand 
what I'm talking about. There's forgiveness and, and the self-examination and all kinds of things that have to do with our Christian walk that are straight out of the Bible. Each of these 12 steps are biblical principles, and I've got something, and if you want to know me to send it to you, I can. I've got a nine-page deal uh, paper that has each of the 12 steps, and in, in that paper it has the biblical scriptures, or at least some of the biblical scriptures, not all, but some of them, that correspond to each of these 12 steps. And again, people of faith sometimes glaze over. But And we've also, in our ministry, we've, we've got multiple ministries in our ministry, and in conjunction with some other pastors, uh, for example, Boyd Harrell put a lot of this together over at Cool Ministries. Uh, we have rewritten the 12 steps to be Christ-oriented. A lot of people in faith, you know, um, don't like the 12 steps because it says things like the God of my understanding. And that's not what we do. And I, I'm going to go through, I've had this discussion a couple of times. It seems like every time I have to do the show on the radio for one reason or another, uh, I mean, on the telephone, uh, we go through this and I get so excited about the first couple of steps. I don't get to the, the to the middle or the back half of the steps. So today I'm going to resolve to do that. And uh, we use these in our, in our, in our Break Every Chain ministry, which meets on Friday nights at 901 Wilson Road in Humble at New Covenant Church. And it's a wonderful ministry. It's an opportunity to come and fellowship with other brothers and sisters of Christ. We, we in Christ, we, uh, we, what we do is, is we praise and worship, usher in the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, there's nothing like praising God. I mean, we are made to worship God, and it's such a wonderful thing. And, and then we have a, a biblical message or a testimony. And then we break into men's and women's groups, and we share our victories and our struggles, and, and we share what's going on in our lives, what brought us into the group. And we have people that come for all kinds of things, alcohol, drugs, uh, pornography, uh, and like I said, things like we've got a gentleman who joined us, has joined us a few times who's got control issues. We've had people that uh, come in because they're depressed. We've had people that have problems with their marriage. And they come in as a couple. And, and so whatever trial or tribulation you're going through, we're there for you. So let me give you an example. And I'm going to tell you how we apply the 12 steps. And then we're going to get to some truths about the 12 steps. And hopefully we're going to get past more than just the first couple. But, for example, uh, the standard 12 steps that you'll find in AA or any other 12-step group is we admitted we were powerless over our alcoholism and compulsive behaviors and that our lives had become unmanageable. Well, that, that's certainly true. We all know that it, who are in recovery, but this is the way that we have framed it. We admit that without Christ as our Savior, we are powerless over our addictive or codependent behavior, and that our life has become unmanageable. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, and when I'm trying to do everything on my own in my flesh, yes, I may be powerless over whatever compulsive behavior I engage in, but with Christ... I can overcome anything. We're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Amen. So we have put scriptures to each of these. I'm not going to go through all the scriptures because there are many, many that, that uh, apply to each of these steps. I'm going to go through these first few pretty quickly, and then we're going to get to some redeemed truths, some revealed truths from the gospel about each of these 12 steps. So, you know, that's step one. That's surrender. That's the beginning steps of surrender. And as a Christian, we are to surrender our lives. We're to give our lives to Jesus Christ, make him our Lord and Savior, make him the most important thing in our lives. So step two in the standard 12 steps is we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Okay, here's where a lot of people uh, of faith have a problem, because 
What do you mean a power greater than ourselves? There's only one power greater than ourselves. <laughs> it's, it's God, Jesus Christ. So step two, the way we have restructured it is we came to believe that God, through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, can and will deliver us from the bondage of addiction and every plan, power, and work of the enemy. See, that's so much more powerful than came to believe a power greater than ourselves could restore us. If you really want to be, you know, God doesn't just want you to be sober. He, he wants to deliver you. He, he, wants to, he wants to restore you. He wants to put you back on the path that he put you on to begin with. Our purpose, we as, as, as people, as humans, we, we deviate. We, we let the, you know, we've got this war of the flesh versus the spirit, and we, and we you know, we, we follow our fleshly pursuits, and we get off the purpose that, that God set for us that he said for us before we even were in our mother's womb, but certainly there, and, and he had a plan and a purpose for us. But, you know, God is like a a, a super GPS. You know how you're driving along and, and you, you take the wrong turn or you miss your turn and it says rerouting? Well, God will do the same thing with your life. If, if you're out there and you're struggling right now and you, you don't know, you don't feel like you have a purpose, you don't know what God has in store for you, surrender your life to Jesus Christ and he'll reroute you, man. He'll put you back on, on the path that he intended for you in the beginning. And I know I'm talking to a lot of people that have never struggled with addiction, but I bet you that you know somebody that has. I bet you you have a, a relative, perhaps a son, a daughter, a parent, a cousin, somebody that you care about a good friend who's in the bondage of addiction, and they don't have to live that way. There is a way out. God can can deliver anyone. It's just uh, getting them in the right faith-based community for them to do so. For example, uh, the Open Door Mission, which I'm uh, on the board of directors, takes in, it's free, and it takes in addicted men, and, and it transforms their lives. It's a wonderful program, and if we have time, we might talk about that a little bit more. But it's the Open Door Mission. You can go to opendoormission.org and, and find out additional information. Okay, I'm going to get I, I, I resolved to myself. I'm going to get a little further along this time. So step three uh, in the uh, standard 12-step vernacular is we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understand him. Okay, well, the first part's pretty good, over to the care of God. But what do you mean is we understand it? There's only one God, and he's in the Bible, and his character is revealed in his word. So our step three is we made a decision to invite Jesus Christ into our lives and crown him Lord of all with no reservations. We accept God's forgiveness in the person of Jesus Christ and become born again. Amen. Born again. I call him, when I was born again, it was such a wonderful, wonderful thing. I mean, life-changing, eternity-changing. It's what God wants for everybody. He wants every man to come to repentance, to come to him. And it's available for anybody, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter the mistakes you've made. His grace is there for you. You just have to accept his hand. So, Romans 9.10, if you can, 10.9.10, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are sinned. Make him your Lord and Savior if you haven't. The time is short. Whether he's coming back soon or whether or not perhaps something may happen to you, the day of salvation is today. And, and that's true for you or for anybody in your life that that you don't believe has Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Okay. Now, step four. I think we're getting into some new ground from these prior shows, if you've listened to them. 
uh, step four in the standard 12-step vernacular. And by, by the way, Jennifer, if you could text me and tell me how the volume is, uh, that would be wonderful. I hope, I hope everybody's able to hear me out there. Um, step four, we made a searching and fearless moral assessment of ourselves. Well, you know, the Bible tells us in Lamentations, it says we, we should look at ourselves and return our ways to the Lord, examine our life. So, step four, if we, as we have rewritten it, we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves and asked the Lord to show us what needs to be confessed, repented of, and forsaken in Jesus' name. All right, so I think that's a lot more powerful. The, first, the standard one's not bad, but the, the way we've written Step 4 is a lot more powerful. Let's see how she texts Volume is great. Praise the Lord. That's wonderful. Okay, so let's look at the redeemed truth, because I don't think we, before we got to, to the redeemed truth, there are some redeemed, revealed truths from the gospel that apply to recovery, certainly, but apply to all of us, whether or not we've ever had an addiction, because we all struggle through this life. We're all engaged in this warfare of the flesh versus the spirit. You know, we all struggle sometimes in our walk. We go through seasons. And so these revealed, redeemed truths, I hope you will see the heart of the gospel is in these 12 steps. So redeemed truth from step four is children of God, armed with the Holy Spirit, and standing firm in the gospel, we engage in the spiritual battle over the reign and rule of our hearts. God set us apart for holiness, and we look to put to death the areas of our lives that keep us from reflecting Jesus Christ to a dark and dying world. If we first examine the fruit in our lives or moral symptoms as we move through the assessment process, we will uncover the roots of any ungodly fruit, pride, for example. That's something people need to overcome, and, and idolatry, that drive our ungodly thoughts, actions, and emotions. Now, this, is, this applies to all Christians. I mean, we all need to engage in this self-reflection. Are we reflecting Jesus Christ in our walk? Are we, are we, people look not only at, at what we say, but how are we acting? Are we being the light of Christ? Are we helping people? Are we loving people? Are we being non-judgmental? Are we being open? Are we listening to them? Are we caring about them? That's the way we need to examine our lives. And if we're going to attract people into the kingdom, into the ark of salvation, then that's how we need to act. And not just people that are in recovery, but everyone is called to make disciples of all nations, Matthew 28, and to preach the gospel to all creation, Mark 16. That's what we're called to do. So these steps, as I said, they're, they're, they're the Christian walk. So step five, okay, in the standard uh 12-step vernacular, we admitted before God, ourselves, and another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Well, James 5.16, confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. The the concept of repentance is... I'm going to be preaching, by the way, on a wonderful subject uh, this Sunday evening, Sunday nights in the Heights at 6 p.m. I'm going to be teaching on primarily on Luke chapter 15, and within that, primarily the story of the prodigal son which is a wonderful biblical story that has, it's just so beautifully done. I'm going to really examine it. I know you've all read it and, and you've, you've heard sermons on it. I think I, I may have some insights. I hope so, because I've done a lot of research that you may not have heard before. But all the, all the, the three primary characters in it, the, the, the prodigal son, which means extravagant, the, the, the gracious father, which, of course, is, stands for God, and, and, and the brother, which is the judgmental Pharisee in the story, 
anyway, we're, we're going to dive into that because the story has so much to do with repentance and forgiveness and grace, and it's just a beautiful, wonderful story. I'd love for you to meet you. You know, we've got a, we've got a, a, we're a new church plant, and we've got plenty of room in our congregation. If our greeters are going to be wearing masks, I know some people are worried about it, and some people feel strongly one way or the other. But just to make people comfortable, uh, then there's plenty of room to social distance in, in our congregation. We've got a beautiful church. We've got a beautiful worship team that uh, really will, uh, and they inspire me anyway. And, and, and I, there's nothing better to me than, than praising God and. And worshiping and and anyway we, Sunday nights in the Heights at two forty West Eighteenth Street seven seven zero zero eight in the heart of the Heights really the heart of the city so wherever you're at it's not too far right in the middle of town you know and if if you're involved with a church a Bible based church that's wonderful you got a pastor maybe he's been a pastor for forty years he's a wonderful man of God I'm not trying to take anybody away from that but I would offer you there used to be a lot more Sunday night services. And this is an opportunity to spend more time in the house of the Lord. Maybe you miss church that morning, or maybe you just want want to have more time worshiping that particular day. Or maybe you're new to town, or maybe your work schedule is such that Sunday nights are best for you. So we'd love to meet you. And then also, if you know, I, I, I don't mean to sound... I, anyway, God is just... God is so good. I give all glory to God. I mean, I have lived the transformative power of Christ. I was so lost. Ten years ago, if, if you want a pastor who's excited, who, who loves the Lord, and has just seen how good He is and what He's done in my life, I give all glory to Him. That's our congregation is accepting, loving, non-judgmental, and we're really trying to come into the heart of the city and and just reach out to the lost. And you know, in order to do that, we need mature Christians too, and that's what we're called to do again in Matthew twenty-eight. So, but Jesus said, "Hey, Luke nineteen ten. I can't. Uh, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost, and that's what God has called us to do because He's done so much in our lives, and that's why we're on this radio program because we just want to shout out from the mountaintops how good He is, and how people don't have to live the way they are if they're living lives unsatisfactory or in bondage. All right. So, step five normally is we admitted before God ourselves and another human being the exact nature of our wrongs." So our step five is, is pretty similar. We admit to God, to ourselves, and to another Christian believer the exact nature of our wrongs. Again, James five sixteen: confess your sins that you may be healed. And then, the, of course, the scripture concludes, the earnest prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. What a wonderful scripture. All right, so the revealed truth now from step five, under the covering of God's grace, we step out in faith, leaving behind our old self-protective ways of covering sin and hiding from God. We prayerfully come into the light, confessing our sins before God and to one another so that we may be healed. Amen. You know, the enemy loves secrets. If you've got some part of your life that you're not giving over to God, and so many of us do, so, you know, with pride or, or an addiction or whatever it is, envy, jealousy, Whatever it may be, if you've got a part of your life you're not giving over to God, the enemy is going to try to exploit that and use it and, and really impact your life and try to, try to impact your walk with God and your effectiveness in the kingdom. So getting things out in the open, it's just, that's part of the, what's so wonderful about the recovery process is just getting that monkey off your back and getting it out in the open and giving it, putting it into the light and out of the darkness and into this world of light. It's just liberating. It's freeing. It's, you tell the enemy to, he's got no 
no right to you, no 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 hold on you, no no ability to to affect you anymore. So it's a wonderful process. Again, and, and so step six is standard uh, is we were are entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. And step seven, these two go together. We humbly asked Him, God, to remove our shortcomings. Okay, that's a standard version. Our step six, the Christian 12 steps, is we commit ourselves to obedience to God, and when the Holy Spirit reveals an area of our lives that needs to be changed, we quickly obey and surrender that area to Jesus Christ. Jesus can can take all of your problems. His yoke is easy. And then step seven, we humbly and boldly ask the Holy Spirit to deliver us from any and all strongholds and defects of character and renew our minds to the truth of God's Word. You know, if you're stuck and you just don't know in this world, this world's got so many distractions. You know, Romans 12, too, is such a beautiful scripture. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Bible can renew your mind. You know, really, I, I love to say this, we're, we're, we we have an open book test. Didn't you love those in school? Open book test. And and we have an open book test. The Bible tells us how to live. It's so wonderful. So the real truths, the gospel truth, the redeemed truth from step six and seven, this process of asking the Holy Spirit to deliver us from these shortcomings, asking God to remove our shortcomings, being ready to have God character. We don't want those secrets anymore. We don't want those that bondage anymore. In attempting to live independent of God, my gosh, how true is that? We have developed dysfunctional or sinful patterns of coping. After careful examination, we have begun to see the demonic roots of our slavery to these sinful patterns. We desire freedom. We renounce our former ways, offer ourselves to God, and under the waterfall of His grace, what a beautiful term of the phrase I'm Ask Him to deliver and heal us by the authority of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. We also pray for blessing and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to live life according to His kingdom purposes. By the way, I didn't write that provision when I said, what a beautiful turn of the phrase, the waterfall of His grace. I love that. Somebody else wrote that. The waterfall of His grace, because it is so bountiful. So anyway, I I want to be clear here. If you're Christian and you've given your life to Jesus Christ, I don't believe you can be demonically possessed. But you can be demonically influenced. In our society, you can't turn on the TV these days, hardly, without being influenced by sinful activities. Drive down the road, look at billboards. You go by a liquor store, wines and spirits. I mean, there are the enemy is trying to distract us in, in every way possible. All the, the horrible news that we read and the horrible things that people are doing to each other. So he is trying to influence our lives, and again, he uses those secrets to really get to us. All right, we're going to do... One more. We, we got to rush though, and we're gonna, at least we got we got past halfway this time. Step eight is we made a list of all the people we have harmed and who have harmed us, and become willing to make amends to them all, including ourselves. Okay, we added including ourselves. Uh, that's that's very similar to the twelve step thing. And then step nine is we made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. And our step nine is we seek forgiveness from everyone we have harmed and are willing to make amends to them without causing any further injury. This is a beautiful process. You know, the Bible says if you have a gift, leave it at the altar and go reconcile with your brother and then come back and offer your prayer to the Lord. Reconciliation, forgiveness, the Bible says in Matthew 6, 
You know, if you expect your holy, your heavenly Father to forgive you, you need to forgive others. So this forgiveness is a two-way street. Many, many adults are really afraid of this process because they've hurt people, they've they've you know stolen from them, they've lied to them, they've done all kinds of things. It is a beautiful process because when it works and and people are so excited that you've changed your life and that you come to the Lord and they're so glad to have you back as the prodigal son came to his senses the Bible says or came to himself it is just such a wonderful process Uh, it's met with love and when it isn't there are seeds seeds of reconciliation we serve a God of reconciliation and restoration those are planted and sometimes later they, they bear fruit but one of the things that keeps addicts down is is shame and guilt so that's why we added forgiving including making amends to ourselves because the person ultimately that is harmed the most in addiction is yourself, most normally. So uh, I think we have to wrap up our program now. Um, this is Pastor John Allworth. It's been a pleasure to be with you today. And um, I, I just hope that if you're out there that you'll find a Bible-based church, a faith-based program, or lead someone. One last thing, I'm not sure if I'm even on the air anymore, but uh, you can email me at Pastor John. that's J-O-N, Pastor John, J-O-N, at NCC Greater Heights, N-C-C Greater Heights.org. Uh, I'd love to help anybody out there that's struggling with anything, or you can call me or text me at 832-475-8642. Hey, we love you at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, but more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.